Hey guys, I'm back with another, let's call it emergency episode. Um, let's talk about communication and what happens when you do it badly. Um, that's something that I want to tell you guys about what happened recently concerning the last episode that I just recorded a couple weeks ago. Let me start by saying that this whole field of, you know, YouTubing, broadcasting, putting, being a internet personality, it's brand new just in the world, but especially uh, for myself, it is, uh, I'm an infant, <laughs> I'm newborn with this, so when you look at what's going on in the world and what generates buzz and all that sort of thing. Artists typically want to stand on their what they do in front of the easel. Anything else that gets your art out there, be it marketing or communicating in any sort of way about your art or about your personal life even, or just anything to do with that, you want to do something with it that I guess will attract new people to your art, or at least let the people who already know your art into your world a bit. And so when you see how other people do it, and especially what, what generates talk, and you start to get, I guess, seduced by what you think is going to create a stir, I guess. When you want to go that route, you really got to be sure that that's the route you want to go on. And that's not necessarily going to make you any friends. In fact, it's probably going to lose you friends and lose you relationships and create all sorts of chaos in your world. And I don't know if you realize what that means. I mean, I sure didn't. So, let me just get into what happened. So those of you who are, have been following my, my blog, I've just barely started episode two. Um, you'll notice now that it's been taken down. So I started that episode off by talking about an issue that I had with my gallery, mostly over one piece that was taken off the wall and I wasn't so upset about the piece being taken off the wall. I think I was a bit taken aback by the reaction that caused it to be taken off the wall, but I made it into a much bigger deal than it actually was. I'm really not sure why I went that route other than thinking that, you know, controversy sells or, you know, trying to get people to kind of, I guess, I don't know, look at me as the underdog and put myself into a me versus the world sort of narrative for people to hopefully latch on to and, I don't know, gain myself some sympathy, uh, maybe, uh, put myself in a bit of a, I don't know, underdog 
hero role. I, I don't know, but basically, I don't know, it's almost a form of self-aggrandizement, you could put it. But um, what happened when I put that out, I wasn't even really thinking about the repercussions of putting something out there like that. I wasn't thinking about the gallery looking at that um, video and what the reaction to it might be, if the reaction would even be harsh or, or, or what, I really wasn't thinking about any of that. Um, not only when I was thinking about doing it and after I put it out there, I thought, no problem. It's just going to be a little thing that some people will watch and if it goes <laughs> viral, I guess, in a way. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think that there wouldn't be any consequences between myself and the gallery. So, what happened then was that the gallery did watch the video and there were a lot of things that I talked about on that video that other people involved never expected to be put out in the open. I said things on it that were, although not dishonest about how I felt about things, they were very one-sided to my side of the story. I said a lot of things that without having a way to have a two-way discussion about it, putting out in the world was just the wrong message to put out there. Actually, before I go any further, I want to say that how I even started this video here, I don't want to make it come off like I'm trying to ex excuse myself for what I did. It's more a thing where explaining what can happen and hopefully be a warning to people who decide that they think they might want to go a route of trying to be Mr. Controversial YouTube guy. I'm not proud of anything in hindsight. I don't know if I was even that proud of doing it at the moment. It's just more of a, I don't know, maybe it was more of a venting thing that I was trying to do. But I was also hoping to get likes and comments and be the hero, I guess, of a story that wasn't even really a story. The way I presented the story in the video, I made it sound like it was this big controversy. And there was no real controversy. The fact of the matter is, um, it was a painting that wasn't right for the gallery or the show. Even though I was, I mean, you never like when a gallery doesn't like your painting, but there's been plenty of times where I've had paintings that haven't been taken by the gallery and it was fine and I didn't, I genuinely had no problem with them not being taken. This was only different because of the reaction that people had to the painting I wasn't quite prepared for, but all in all, it wasn't even that big a deal to me that they didn't really like the painting because even if they didn't, I mean, I do have galleries that would take that painting and it would be fine and there'd be no controversy about it, but I should have thought a bit more about 
the audience that I've cultivated there and they're not used to me bringing in paintings like that and even though I knew that as I was painting it I wanted to try something for this show which is a show about women artists um, the focus was on not only the female artists that she has in the gallery but the guest artists that she brought in when that reaction to it happened that was all I could focus on I wasn't thinking about how my reaction publicly might look to the gallery I wasn't thinking about how I was taking folks away from the show itself artists in the gallery who I respect who should have gotten a better show of respect from me so I'm definitely sorry about that part of it uh, I'm sorry about a lot of things that I did with that video but that's one aspect that I'm sorry about and like I said earlier that a lot of the things that I shared on the video were meant to be just between the gallery and I I thought that um, in order to make a more interesting story I had to not only share all that without uh, consulting the other people involved in that story and conflating it into something that was coming off as more serious than it really was or at least more of an attack on me than than it actually was in reality i didn't actually feel attacked or anything um i'm pretty good at actually <laughs> taking criticism even the criticism that i got it didn't so much bother me enough to make it seem like I was actually upset. I had to come up with things to say for the show that exaggerated very small feelings that I had. Feelings that if I didn't have the show, I wouldn't have even thought to dwell on. But because I thought that I needed to have something interesting to say on camera I made it into something more than it really was so in doing that I really betrayed the gallery's trust and they were understandably very angry at me about it I didn't even see it that way until I was sat down and told this to my face in a way that uh, was really uncomfortable to sit through, but I definitely need to hear their side of it and why it was, why what I did was so hurtful to them. The gallery that I'm referring to, I'm talking about the Christopher Queen Gallery, which a lot of you may know because you've been following my work for a while, I'm sure. You've seen a lot of the paintings I've done for shows there. And I first came across that gallery probably in 2007 or so. And I was amazed by the quality of work that was there. I really liked the artists, the contemporary artists that they have in their stable. And also um, they have a lot of museum quality work 
in their upstairs room. They show a lot of early California artists, a lot of people whose work I've looked at for years in books and things, like uh, William Keith, Percy Gray. They've had some Maynard Dixons in there. They've had all sorts of different things, uh, a lot of different paintings that have just been amazing. And so when I was first in the gallery, I felt like I had a lot to learn from everything that was being shown to me, everybody's guidance in the gallery, especially the gallery owner. And I have learned and continued to learn a lot from being in the gallery. So there was no benefit to me really to go after them in the way that I did. I wasn't thinking that malice on my end, like there was some sort of problem that I had with them or anybody involved in the situation didn't come out of a place of being even angry with them. It was more of a thing that I was just trying to, I just keep going back to, I don't know, trying to be a YouTube celebrity or something. I don't know, be this controversial guy of the art world. And this whole situation has given me a reason to reflect on the direction that I was heading down with my vlog and thought about what do I want to say uh, both as an artist and as a personality on the internet. Do I really want to be the guy who's complaining about little things on the internet? I mean I do a little bit of that on my Facebook, just little pet peeves of mine, but then it's nothing that I'm really seriously upset over. And so when I portray this sort of thing, like it's something that's a really big deal to me when it really isn't, I'm not communicating in an honest way. I think there are better things for me to be communicating about on this forum. I could be trying to help fellow artists on here. I could be sharing more about things in my life that are going well for me rather than leading off with all the gripes that I want to dump off on. And it's important, I guess, to be able to have a, a venue to grumble a little bit publicly. But what I chose to do and who I chose to do it to isn't acceptable. It's a miracle that they didn't just toss me out with my artwork from the gallery. It was tough on both myself and the gallery owner to sit there and be very honest. Um, she was understandably really hurt. I felt pain at the pain I caused her that I could visibly see in her face and her voice and what she was telling me, the way that she explained things to me. Considering the anger and hurt that she felt, she was still in a pretty relatively calm manner. She never attacked me in a way, uh, verbally or any, any sort. I have a tremendous amount of respect for what she's built over the years, not only for the gallery itself, but 
my peers and for my career. Without her, I don't know where I would be with my art career. There's years that have been better than others, but overall, she's, or the gallery's been amazing for me. I think that the amount of success that I've had from being in the gallery lulled me into, I guess, a little sense of taking things for granted there. So I've sort of been sending the same sort of work year after year to the gallery and not putting enough thought into expressing the gratitude that I should have for being in such a good gallery. So I definitely want to apologize to the gallery for that part of it. For me, probably not doing enough to express the importance that the gallery has had on me and my life in a positive way. And so when there was one little negative thing that I could quibble about with the gallery, I chose to make a mountain out of a molehill with it. And it was a really stupid thing for me to do. It really got me nothing. I really got no real benefit out of it other than the typical thing that, you know, people are going to take your side or going to say. Whether or not it's true is besides the point. It's more a thing where they're just trying to make you feel better. That's really all the positives I got out of it. And the negatives were just horrible for me. Um, I, I almost, uh, lost a really good gallery in the process, uh, which, you know, obviously is going to affect how much money you make along the way, but also I felt like I really broke the trust of people who I considered friends, uh, that I, I really respect, um, I broke, in some ways, broke the trust of collectors who have been the people who have paid for my ability to keep doing what I'm doing here as an artist. Uh, in a way, I insulted them by insinuating that they don't have the level of sophistication to not be offended by a nude painting where in reality I've shown plenty of nudes there never had a problem. I'm sure a lot of the people who have problems with the painting probably liked some of my other nudes. I don't know. It's, it's quite possible. So uh, for me to put that out there was super unfair to everybody. There was a lot of trust that I threw away for no apparent reason other than just really stupidly thinking that there was um, something to be gained by sharing things that shouldn't really have been shared with the outside world. 
on my platform. And the gallery owner made a really good point that these sort of things don't just go away. Even though I just took the video down and I'm talking about it again openly here, the consequences of doing something like that moving forward, had I just left it up there, who knows who would see it one day. Um, say I do become a very famous artist and I leave that out there for the world. They're going to be like, oh, well, he's a good artist, but he kind of trashes the people that want to work with him. Why would we want to work with them? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why would you? So that's not really what I want to do. I don't want people to think that they can't trust me because then I'm going to turn around and put it out on the internet because in our career needs to have a lot of trust built into it. Um, people won't buy from you if they don't trust you. Uh, people won't be your friend if they don't trust you either. So I don't want to lose friends and other relationships over saying silly, untrue things on the internet. I'll make silly jokes on my podcast, but that's a whole different story. But I want this to be something different. Uh, I want this to be a place where I share what I really want to help people with. And I do think that there's, I guess, a bit of catharsis and you can kind of commiserate with some people virtually over things that are genuinely bad things. This was just me kind of, I don't know, having a bit of a tantrum on the internet for people's amusement at the expense of people who invested a lot of time and energy and money into me and it was really unfortunate that I had to almost lose that relationship to understand what was wrong about that and again I'm very sorry to everybody involved who I caused pain to by uh, putting that out there. I have a lot more to, to do to um, make up for that. But in the meantime, it's really caused me to reflect on the output of mine, especially specifically for the gallery. On the positive, it's renewed a sense of purpose for myself to be a better artist and person to deal with for that gallery. So I'm working right now really hard on their upcoming show in November. Well, I plan to put in a lot of effort for that show anyways, but this has made me want to add something else into it, something intangible to it. I'm going into it with a sense of feeling like I need to redeem myself in their eyes and art is my chosen vehicle of expression or whether or not you believe it. Art chooses you or you choose art. 
either way. Um, but part of my hope of redeeming myself in the, the galleries and collectors' eyes will be my putting my 100% effort into the show. So I'm going to be doing a, a lot of landscapes in this coming month. Things that not only I have to be really into, but I know the gallery will be hopefully impressed and satisfied with my output for the show. So that's where I'm at with how I feel about it. But I really wanted to make sure that people understand that how good of a gallery this uh, gallery is. So I got a book a few years ago from the 40 year anniversary. Let's talk a little bit about the Christopher Queen Gallery and the importance that it has in Sonoma County. So this is a book that I got from Nancy as a gift. Nancy being the owner of the Christopher Queen Gallery and it show the cover here shows the interior of the gallery. You can see it has a particular aesthetic to, of the arts and crafts sort of turn of the century sort of between 1890s to 1920s bohemian sort of look to it that was typical of the Bay Area at the time so she's really been able to cultivate and keep alive a tradition of aesthetics that has largely been either lost or ignored in this modern age and it's a I think an important legacy to carry on without people like those of us who show at the Christopher Queen Gallery and the gallery and the curators there would be a lot missing from this part of the world without them around so uh, let's open up the book here and there's another page there sorry about the glare so yeah they started in 1976 this talks a little bit about the history of of the town of Duncan's Mills which is a really tiny town yeah near the mouth of the Russian River and it leads out into the Sonoma Coast and the Pacific Ocean so in these two pages Nancy talks about how her and her father started the gallery in this little town and what they had to do to make this the town even a destination to begin with apart from just the gallery itself so. These here are pictures of the town as it was being reconstructed at the time that they first uh, created the gallery. Um, yeah, this just talks about the type of artists who showed over the years. They've had pretty amazing roster. I know a lot of you, especially who follow wildlife art, know Robert Bateman is a rock star of that world, probably the most famous um, wildlife artist. So 
when the gallery first opened, I believe they were selling mainly limited edition prints of wildlife art. So it's gone through its changes, but there's always been a high standard of quality in the work. So I feel pretty fortunate that she considered me to be part of this legacy of artists, not only of yesteryear, but of the very uh, near past of uh, when she first started the gallery. So there's a lot of interesting work in this book. For example, so it's called Brenders. Wildlife photographers, but uh, so here's some newspaper articles about the gallery there. And uh, so I don't know off the top of my head a lot of the story of the Bohemian Club, how it came to be, but it's still in existence. I know you've heard all the conspiracy theories about it, but. It's just a really old art club. <laughs> That's what it started out as. So the Bohemian Club that exists today are avid collectors of the painters of the Bohemian Art Club of yesteryear and also some contemporary artists who follow in those footsteps, including a lot of work that I've done for the gallery. So there's that part of it. More. This was a safari that I went in Africa to gather reference. This is interesting. Uh, this is Thomas Kincaid, who was represented in the gallery before he went all, you know, painter of light-ish. <laughs> and uh, an interesting thing that I saw there was uh, Thomas Kincaid, talented historical artist. Isn't that a trip? <laughs> So, the gallery has seen its uh, fair share of actual celebrities in the gallery, not uh, people pretending to try and be YouTube celebrities. <laughs> John Stobart, I believe a marine painter. Huh. Be <laughs> Speaking of, women artists past and present. <laughs> where this uh, whole thing started off with another Thomas Kincaid show. Uh, looks like here he was beginning to transition into branding himself the painter of light. This was a uh, fall of 1991. So that's how far back that goes. He, yeah, they were there when it, when that started. So yeah, here's a lot more work um, a lot of photos over the years of the gallery and the shows. Here's some contemporary shows. Um, this Julian Ricks painting here. I remember seeing it in person. Oh, such a knockout. 
So there's a lot of work over the years that I really admired. And one of the things that I think I may have unintentionally portrayed in my video there was that I think if the work is being stodgy and old-fashioned and stuck in the past and I mean historical paintings are by nature in the past sort of stuck in the past right but that's what they're there to be they're there to be a record not only of the time and place that they are created but also a testament to skills and aesthetics that may or may not be still enduring in this day and age. And this was also um, a Jules Tavernier uh, painting that I just always really loved. This painting inspired a, a lot of paintings of mine, actually. <laughs> Seeing this in person was just, wow, that was a great piece. Um, this, I believe this one here is a Gunner Whitford's watercolor, another stunner of a piece. But yeah, just over the years, you can see what, through the pictures, hopefully, what it's meant to everybody else in the gallery. Um, I'm, I even make a couple of appearances in some of the photos in this book here, so. Um, oh, there I am. Well, me, myself, and Bart Walker. So that's the idea of the gallery and um, this whole episode between myself and the gallery really made me need to step back and go through and really assess the importance that this gallery has meant to me over the years. Um, I had sort of lost sight of that. just you know, through my own thing, going through my artist phases of figuring out where I want to go with my art, what I want my art to say about me, who I'm doing my art for, and whether or not galleries, both the ones I'm in and ones that I'm not in, if that route is the right route for me at this point in my career. But uh, that's all stuff that I've been working on on my own. And whatever way that might be manifesting itself outwardly, uh, if this has anything, if my misstep has anything to do with that, it was really the wrong way to let itself be known. Um... Yeah, I just want to say in conclusion that what I did was really unfair to the galleries, to the collectors, and the staff, and it hurt a lot of people that I didn't mean to hurt. I had They do not deserve to be hurt, uh, least of all by me, who has everything positive to owe to them and there's never been 
any sort of negative feeling toward me from them. So in turn, there shouldn't be any from me. So I just want to take this moment to apologize to the gallery, the owner, the staff that works hard to make sure the gallery runs. It was really stupid of me to do what I did. It was thoughtless. I didn't think it through. I didn't think that there would be so much hurt to be caused by it. So yeah, I, I want to apologize and begin the process of making it up to everybody who I hurt by being thoughtless. I hope uh, people who've listened to this and watched this, especially younger artists, can learn from from me making such a big mistake and they think about these sort of things before they decide to make their feelings so public. Alright, I will make a proper video <laughs> or a official episode 3 later on this month so yeah hope you guys stick around to see it and thanks for watching <laughs>